On Tuesday's show, I discussed male loneliness. And during that episode, I spoke with my audience and let you know that I plan on bringing somebody in to speak to regarding their personal experiences on this topic. And so one of my friends is a single guy who's in his mid forties, who's still in the dating world and has had his own challenges health wise over the past few years. And I wanted to dial in with him to discuss if he himself has felt male loneliness, this epidemic that people are writing about right now, and that I believe is a very real thing. And so I expand upon a little bit further with him today. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they do. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network, and I am joined by my good friend, Joe. Now, I've known Joe... Oh, God, since I was uh, 14, 15 years old, a freshman in high school, where we sat in a homeroom together and eventually had some classes together at our high school and uh, lost touch for a little bit of time, kind of reconnected and been a regular conversation with him uh, since my 40th birthday, where he showed up at my birthday party and uh, kind of reconnected after that for the last uh, several years, touching base, checking in with one another. So, uh, Joe, Welcome back to the show because you've also been here to talk about prep before uh, to my listening audience. And uh, so I guess I can call you average Joe preps, right? That's, that's your moniker that we've gone with before. Yeah. Average Joe works for me, buddy. Excellent. And so we're going to be doing a show uh, soon too. For those that like those prep shows, we're going to do a video show where we're going to set up uh, some prep kits and show the listening audience, uh, make them a viewing audience where they can see exactly what should go into that. So I want to make sure people understand that we're getting that together for them as well, in addition to today's conversation. Fantastic, buddy. Excellent, man. Uh, well, let's get let's get into it, man. Guys, guys to be back again. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that you're here, dude. So uh, one of the things that is cool about our friendship, and I... I I think this is kind of an interesting thing that is going on that I think we're a good example for people to listen to today. Uh, Joe, you, you do a really good job of checking in with people. And I'm not sure uh, why that is about you. If you do that with a ton of people, if you have kind of your five people, your 10 people, uh, but can you kind of just start off there? Like as, as a guy, we're in our mid forties now, you're checking in with friends. I'm assuming it's not just me. Why do you do that? And uh, let's get our conversation started there. Oh, it's always you, Greg. Just you. Just it's always <laughs> always been you. <laughs> no, I I did, but um, no, I have a, a small uh, group of uh, friends. Some not in the, uh, all the same circles, but um, yeah, definitely reach out to a few people just to um, maintain contact, you know, life gets busy, you know, um, we all go in our different directions. We're, uh, grown men taking care of, uh, you know, different family responsibilities. 
you know, you as a family, me, uh, dating and different things, you know, um, work, everything. And I think that if you don't make that effort, then, you know, five years go by and it's like, Oh, Hey, haven't heard from Greg in a while. Um, and it's nobody's fault and things don't happen. You know, things just don't always happen. So you have to be conscious of it and try to make the effort and keep those good people in your life that, you know, um, should anything ever happen or anything, you know, you're always, it's a genuine connection. It's not something that, um, is just a, uh, a BS thing, you know? So I, I think that, um, when you have genuine people in your life, you make that effort. So for me, that's, that's what I do. You know, I know the people that if I, you know, should I ever really need something and have to ask for something, you know, um, I know I could give you a call and you would help me to the best of what you can do. Uh, and the same here. And Joe, just, uh, let's get back to the beginning of our friendship and how different you and I probably are when you talk about kind of the overall makeup of, you know, who an individual is when I was in high school. Um, I was a kind of, I'm going to call myself an ex athlete, uh, was a really big soccer player up until high school. Uh, but when I got to high school, I kind of converted into doing some theater, uh, getting a little bit more involved in uh, the television world and the arts world, uh, playing music. Uh, Joe, you were the uh, really stereotypical in some ways football player at a high school where football was kind of a big deal. Is, is that a, a good way to kind of start paralleling the two of us? <laughs> yeah, that was a good. Yeah, yeah that's pretty accurate, you know. Uh, but we're both personable people. We're both kind people, nice people. And that's always been pretty consistent across the board. Um, and so in, in that friendship, I mean, you and I, uh, we were friends, but we weren't, you know, best friends hanging out on the weekends every weekend. We're people that have kept in touch and formed a friendship throughout the years based upon that common experience of high school. Do you think that's also a good way to uh, summarize all that? Yeah, I think it's very accurate. You know, I think you, as you grow, you, um, you kind of realize, um, you realize more of who your true self is and you're comfortable being that. And you find people that are, you're comfortable interacting with on that level. And, uh, I think we've, uh, enjoyed that. So. I think, I think we have too. And I guess w what I've been doing the show on this week on Tuesday was talking about this, uh, what people are calling in, uh, <laughs> epidemic of male loneliness that right now uh the the most common uh category of people that are going to commit suicide are men over the age of 45 and in a shocking amount of of suicides uh, where it's really becoming a a conversation that i felt i wanted to dedicate a few shows with this week to have that conversation about why is it people that are men specifically are feeling so lonely in this world right now? Why is it that they don't feel that they have other people that they're connected to? Uh, what is it that, that causes that feeling and what can we do about it in order to try to make uh, people understand that they do have friends? Maybe it's not like that best friend that they might've uh, romanticized in their life. I use that word kind of ironically, but I don't mean romanticize over your friend, but you know what I'm getting at. Kind of, it's not the vision that you have of friendships maybe when you were younger, but it is the friendships that we need oftentimes, but uh, it takes work. 
And so uh, I, I guess I'm curious, you know, in your life, uh, have you gone through time periods uh, where you feel that you could identify as a male that is lonely? Well, I mean, I'm a single uh, male, so I mean, it's the, uh, um, so I guess technically, you know, there's moments where, you know, I'm uh, I'm the fun uncle, you know, I'm the the friends, you know, uh, that hey, come on over, my you know, kids, we're gonna have a, a a pizza party for my kids or whatever. Hey, come on over, and you know, we'll watch football and have a beer while the kids are playing, or you know, I'm. I'm that invitee to the, my, my family and adult friends kind of, uh, you know, functions, um, you know, but there's that, um, I think you mentioned it earlier. Uh, I'm not sure if it was in our conversation or in the beginning of just uh, this is that, you know, the idea that men build things off of, um, uh, kind of a team mentality, I think is accurate. And as they go through life, uh, those teams change, you know, could be football from, you know, start out football in high school, then you have um, the fire service. And then for me, uh, military, whatever, um, there's different teams. And I can say I have different segments in my life where I've got different um the people are still there, but I, you don't, because you're not on that same team or that same, um, activity, if you will, you're not interacting with them. So you do have to remember touch base and make sure that, Hey, I don't see you every day anymore. Um, let me check in. How you doing? You know, or, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the part that I'm wondering, are we becoming, lazy about the amount of work that we want to put into our relationships that we have with individuals. And I made the point on the show on Tuesday that we're more connected than ever when it comes to technology, but yet we don't actually take our eyes off of the devices. I mean, when, when you and I have recorded previously, we've made it a point to sit in the same room uh, because of logistics this week, we weren't able to do that, which is why we're over the phone. But um, I think that that goes a long way to have a, 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 an encounter with somebody where you can actually see the person or hear the person's voice versus just text on a screen. Uh, how much does the uh, kind of new age of smartphone devices uh, have you seen that kind of ruins relationships? And that can be relationships with females in your dating life or relationships with friends. Is, are people getting lazy? Well, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot to be desired with, um, modern communication. You know, there's a lot that can be, um, misinterpreted via, especially via text, both for dealing with romantic and or, you know, uh, friendship relationships. There's a lot of, um, miscommunication that can go on and, you know, text is very open to interpretation. You could be texting me one thing, um, and you're in, you're on your end, uh, feeling some sort of way about whatever you've got going on. And I could be totally cheesed off or busy, uh, with something. And then I'm taking what you said in with the attitude that I'm dealing with my stuff 
Um, and, and it's totally not a genuine connection. You know, you have to kind of uh, pause for a minute. And I don't think people take that moment to pause and get a little bit of perspective and say, oh, where is he coming from? Oh, he doesn't mean that. Or, oh, she doesn't mean it in that way. Um, and given that due deference to whoever you're communicating with. So I think partially that that is a, a downfall of it. But then I also think that um, potentially the... Um, just people forget that, oh, hey, I saw you or I text you on um, Facebook or whatever. I saw that. So you tend not to, you may not reach out as much because, oh, hey, I know what's going on in so-and-so's life. Um, but do you really? Right. Right. You, you might see that somebody had a cheesesteak from a great cheesesteak place, but does that mean that everything's going good in their life right now? Or does that mean that they just wanted to show something good in their life because the rest of the time over the past several weeks has been really crappy for them. And so there's kind of this illusion so far uh, that, or that right now that we can see on Instagram and Facebook and all these social media platforms where people put the their best foot forward for everybody else to see in the world. But that doesn't mean that that's what's going on. So maybe as men, we look at this and we go, hey, I don't need to touch base with, with Joe right now. Joe looks like everything's going really good. I'm, I'll, I'll get in touch with them later. And then by the time we get the later, well, gee, Joe might've really needed a phone call at that point in time, needed a text message, needed to know somebody wanted to check in. Um, we're seeing this across the board though. Like the, the reason why I'm concentrating on men and not women. So if my, my, my female listeners, if you're, if you're listening to this, I said this on Tuesday as well. I know that females have issues as well. Uh, you have your own issues that are going on uh, that are cultural as well as uh, gender-based stereotypes and everything else. And I acknowledge that, but we don't talk about this men side and even boys that often as, as a high school teacher, I can tell you right now that almost every year that I've been in education, it's always a female that's at the top of the class as the valedictorian or the top 10% class is mostly female about the largest percentage, like the lowest two thirds of students are mostly boys. That tells me that there is something going on between boys and girls in the performance. And I believe that that's partially mental. We also can see the amount of people that actually are in the labor force that are struggling in that labor force. We now have men that are struggling to earn lifetime earnings. They're not increasing, but over that same period that this research has been taken, women's lifetime earnings have increased 33% while men are now staying completely stagnant. Now you could contribute that to trying to get a equal pay for men and women. Uh, but I believe that that also shows that men are being forgotten in a lot of these places when it comes to the working world. And then we can talk about the physical aspect. And I know this might be up your alley here to get more into this conversation, but men are not taking care of themselves physically in this world. I, I was reading this study uh, where this just came out about uh, two months ago in the American mind, which is published by the Claremont Institute, but they were talking about um, men are responsible for 80% of suicides, which I was kind of re relating here, but when it comes to their health, their testosterone levels 
one in five men now have low testosterone. And not just are they deficient in this, but they're also deficient in vitamin D. They're sleep deprived, getting less than seven hours of sleep. They do not have sufficient zinc and magnesium in their bodies. And you need zinc and magnesium to raise your testosterone levels. So vitamin D cannot metabolize without the magnesium. I mean, we are completely out of balance uh, in marijuana. A lot of people don't know when you smoke marijuana, that lowers your testosterone levels. And so I, I think we're in this perfect pit of really issues for men physically not taking care of themselves. Now, you're really all about lifting and your fitness and making sure your vitamin levels are taken care of. How much of that is important to maintaining a good mental perspective and making sure that men understand where they are in the world and that they have worth? Well, I mean, to me, um, just from my perspective, I think that if you are able to physically handle things that life throws at you, it gives you an extra little bit of confidence and or uh, self-assuredness that, hey, you know, I may be on my own with something, but you know what? I got it, you know, um, and I'm good to go. I'm healthy enough to do what I got to do, and and you can do that. Um you know, so for me, it starts with being a little bit more self-reliant. And I think that that um, being physically in better condition, taking care of yourself um, helps with the self-reliance, which helps with the self-confidence and helps with overall well-being, in my opinion. Um, I think partially it's a um, an environmental thing. I think our food is less and less nutrient dense. Um, it's also a cultural thing. People are eating and eating less and less of the things they need to be eating and eating more of the things they want to be eating, which isn't always something your body needs. You know, um, uh, I enjoy a good drink every once in a while, but, um, a lot of folks sit there and they'll just, or a lot of guys, I'll say, um, they'll sit there and drink a ton of craft beer. Hey, God bless you, you know, craft beer. You want to enjoy a beer? No problem. But you continue to drink craft beer, all that beer and stuff um, really doesn't do well for your testosterone levels. Uh, so I'm not a beer drinker. Uh, that's one thing I don't do very much of. Um, but there's different things that I think that you need to pay attention to. And I think from my perspective, starting out physically, it's a building block for um, the self-reliance, the self-respect, and the um, just overall sense of well-being from from my perspective. Yeah, taking care of yourself takes discipline, uh, takes that self-reliance on there. I think that you're you're summing that up extremely well. I want to take a break right here, but on the opposite side of this, I want to talk to you about the things that men don't say to society, the things that we don't talk about that are real in our lives. And so it's going to take us a little bit more to a vulnerable place on the other side, but I think it's important uh, because I, I think that vulnerability is something that is a skill that needs to be learned by more people, men and women uh, combined, but specifically in men in order to have more productive and fulfilling relationships in their life. 
Uh, so we're going to get into that just on the opposite side. Everybody, make sure you go into americaoutloud.com where you can check out all the sponsors for the show. That helps keep the network rolling, which publishes my show, which comes straight to you on the America Out Loud uh, network. You can also download the app on all of your mobile devices. We'll be right back. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden, my special guest, Average Joe, here on the America Out Loud Network. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rex nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Welcome back, Bold Americans. Second half of the show here with Average Joe. We are talking about male loneliness, the things that maybe you never realized that men were going through. Uh, talking about maybe not feeling fulfilled, maybe feeling more vulnerable. And so I, I said at the uh, going into the break here, coming into the second part, that I was going to ask Joe to be vulnerable in conversations with me. And that is not a very macho thing to do, right? Like, Joe, did any of your parents or any of your family ever tell you to be vulnerable? Because I can't remember hearing that message over and over again from my family members as a guy that wasn't programmed to me. How about you? No, no, that's not a, <laughs> that's not something that's naturally programmed. And, um, that's not really <laughs> something I'm, uh, that's not something I'm really <laughs> in tune with. <laughs> right. You're not comfortable with that language. And I know you wouldn't be, which is why I thought this would be great. The tease going into the second half of this show. Because at that point in time, I'm like, look, if we can get you, the uh, ex-military dude, the prep guy, uh, the guy who's all about working out, lifting, jacked, uh, if I can get you to have this conversation with me, then anyone can have this conversation. And I think that's an awesome thing. Um, Joe, I'm asking the first vulnerable question here. Are you able to tell your male friends that you love them without feeling like you're gay? Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, I have I have no qualms with that because 
Um, I've seen enough people um, pass and I've seen enough people that, you know, didn't have the, uh, the gall to say things that were on their mind and you either move away or lose the opportunity or uh, lose that person and that opportunity has gone. So I have no, no problems with saying, saying stuff like that. Yeah. Doesn't I think bother for, me. For, for a lot of men, it's a really difficult thing to say. Like I, I was listening to, uh, I was saying on Tuesday, I was listening to John Ritchie, uh, ex football player talk about how he has trouble saying he loves you. Uh, he loves his son. And now his son's going away to college. He's like, I, I got to find a way to say it. And the, the host on the show are giving him crap rightly. So it's like, yeah, that's your son. Like, what do you mean you have trouble saying it? But that's a kind of an unspoken truth. Men do not tell other men that they love them because for us, it was always told, well, dude, you're saying that you're homosexual. Men don't tell men that they love one another, but I, I kind of related it to there's all the different ways that the Greeks could say love agape, right? We can kind of say it's a friendship philia, the friendship love, the brotherly love. Um, but in our language, we get so limited by the people get embarrassed to say it, but you're right. As you experience life, you realize that those words are important to express because you may not get that opportunity again in the future. So if you're listening to today's show and you hear Joe say that, uh, sit with those words. If you haven't experienced that yet in life, I think that's some really wise words in order to go. And um, I know I'm probably going to get hate for the way I even posed that question to you before about feeling gay, but I think that that's a realistic thing too. I mean, growing up, another vulnerable question, you know, did you have to be mindful of your attitude and the way you presented things because you would be judged by whether you're heterosexual enough? Um, we went to an all boys high school. So I, I know what this answer already is, Joe, right? We grew up in that environment. Didn't bother me. I was fine with whatever. See, I think there's a, to me, I just don't give it that second thought. I just, I know who I am, so I'm not worried about it. Correct. Um, I wasn't really, it didn't really cross my mind with any of that. So, so I mean, I know some people analyze it and may think about that in a little bit, but for me, it was just, just be you dude. And you're fine. Yeah, it goes back to our motto, be who you are and be that well, right? That that gets drilled in for a long time. But uh, there are some people that are not as comfortable as you and I are in our skin. And that's what I'm getting at, um, that men are pretty uh, weak-minded towards other men when it comes to that during those formative years. Um, so while you may not have personally had that in the way you looked at things, but I guess I'm getting that is, did you see that amongst your peers growing up? Well, I think when people lack a little bit of self-confidence, um, you know, I think you at different stages, you kind of grow into your self-confidence and self-awareness. But I think as people may be lacking that confidence and self-awareness, they are more apt to question themselves and wonder what somebody else is thinking about them or actually care if somebody else is like, Oh man, if somebody, does somebody like me or will they like me if I say this, if I say it that way or whatever. And I think that hopefully people kind of grow out of that. But, uh, I, I know to some degree, we always wonder if something, you know, Oh, could I have said something a little bit better or 
whatever. There may be a little bit of that, but there really shouldn't be. And that's where I think that people need to focus on, or at least young men need to focus on is, Hey, I'm who I am. I'm good to go. And, uh, but that doesn't mean not grow into anything or be open to growth. It just simply don't doubt yourself. You know, you operate on the best information that you have at the time that you have it. Yeah. I wish more people would buy into themselves and invest in themselves, uh, especially young men, uh, wish that they would understand. Uh, I, I write the same thing every single yearbook every year. And when I first started writing it, I'd got a couple looks from kids like, what is this Baldwin? What are you writing in my book? But now I actually have kids that request that I write my standard in their yearbook. And it goes like this. It says, remember whose you are and to whom you belong. You are special, you are unique, and you are loved. And I write that in every single yearbook. I've been doing it as long as I've been in education. But at some point in time, we sometimes can forget that we're unique because the world tells us that you're not unique, but there's nothing further from the truth. We can forget that we're actually special because the world will beat you down and say, well, no one's more special than another person. That's not true. We all have different gifts, different talents, different things that we can bring to the world that make us special as well. It doesn't mean that we all get a trophy. It simply means that everybody has a spot that they play and then people definitely forget that they're loved. And I think that that's where this epidemic of male loneliness comes from. It's coming from you're forgetting that you're a loved individual. And so I don't know how to help other guys understand that that love never truly goes away. I mean, I, I, Sure, well, you've there's yeah, go ahead. Well, I you know, just to touch on that, you know, the idea that uh, we're very fortunate, um, in you know, some of the things we've experienced, um, in our lives and stuff. Um, not everybody is as fortunate with uh, having people that actually give a damn uh, about them, and that to me. You know, people sometimes don't get used to it or they aren't able to accept that somebody is caring about them and they just don't think that anybody does care about them when they do because I think it's more of an idea that they aren't able to accept that others are caring about them. You know, um, when I've been in a hospital, sometimes you sit there and think, ah, yeah, nobody gives nobody gives a crap. I'm... I'm fine. It's all good. I'm here on my own. We're good to go. Um, so you don't worry about that stuff. You kind of turn it off a little bit. Um, but some people, some, yes, we are individuals and yes, we are also alike. But I think it's uh, kind of a twofold thing. We are individuals. We are alike, but then also, some people have the positive experience of having love being shown to them or at least being aware that people actually give a damn and some folks aren't. And even if they are cared about, they don't think that they are. Yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah, I, mean, I see that with my students, right? Not everybody gets a fair shake 
uh, in life by any means, whether it's poverty, whether it's absentee families that have abandoned kids and now they're kind of a, a warden to the state or they're with grandma. Um, I understand, but everybody has at least somebody that loves them. And I guess my point is there's somebody in the relationship. I, I don't believe that there's anyone in this world that has no one that is capable of showing that to that individual. So I believe it's more of a, a standpoint of you become incapable of experiencing that love because of all the other bad things that have happened rather than there's not somebody that loves you. I mean, we see this all the time with suicide, right? Somebody passes away and all of a sudden communities start coming together and it's like, oh my God, if I only knew, how did I not see this? And they, they were such a great person. Uh, and it's painful because that person never got to experience how much the community around them actually loved them. But that's also because the community wasn't echoing it back to the individual or the individual was incapable of receiving that echo back. Um, I just, I feel like that's a problem in society right now. Like, Men don't feel like they live up to the ideals that the world is offering. So that leads me to like the dating world. Is there an unrealistic expectation of being a man who's dating in 2023? I've, I've been off the market now since about 2005. Uh, so <laughs> I can't speak for what's going on in the dating world, but you can. Do you, do you feel that it's tough to meet the expectations of women? in modern society? Um, hmm. That's a great question. How does one answer that? I think carefully. That, <laughs> yeah. There's a, you know, you can be cavalier and say, oh, I'm, you know, I am who I am and this and that and all that. But in reality, the, the expectations in my in my experience and or my personal life is that I think that you should strive to be who you are, but in that being who you are, be as well balanced as you can be. You know, um, you'll hear some guys say, oh, God, girls don't like a nice guy. No, girls just don't want to push over. Um, and no, girls don't want an a-hole. They just basically want a dude who has the confidence to be who he is and not be a pushover. Um, you know, guys that used to say that just basically were guys that didn't have the confidence to be who they were. Um, and kind of, so I think it's really about balance, especially as you get older. Uh, being able to have the uh, strength to be the typical masculine man, but also have the brains and awareness to be a little bit more expressive with your uh, thoughts. Um, not always emotions. I will say this is that, you know, women will always ask you to uh, express your emotions and feelings not always the best idea. Um, men, I think, uh, in my experience, once you express those 
deep, deep feelings, don't the sometimes the mindset of the partner um, changes, and they see you perhaps in a different light, and in that different light, sometimes that doesn't always bode well for you. So there's a certain to me, I think part of the one of the contributing factors, if you will, to the loneliness that you are speaking about is that not all men can or have the freedom or the ability to share some of their feelings with their uh, partner, their wife, their spouse, their girlfriend, whatever. Um, so I think that's one thing because you're not expected to, they want you to share your emotions, but if you do, sometimes it's held against you. So it's kind of a, sometimes it's, like I said, it's a balancing thing. Um, so, but then again, that's all individual. Well, right now about two out of every 10 men are telling, uh, researchers that they have no close friends. Uh, one in five fathers doesn't live with their children. And as of 2014, more young men were now living with their parents than with a wife or a partner. And we also see that wives are twice as likely to initiate the divorce as husbands. So clearly something is wrong with being a man. Have you noticed anything society that has changed in our lifetime in the pride and feeling that you have in being able to walk around and feel like, Hey, I'm a guy and I don't need to apologize for it. Has there been anything that you've noticed that's changed there? Well, where to start, where to start. That's a, that's a, Lots to unpack with that question, but basically that the modern Western world, if you will, has pushed for so long that there is inequality between men and women. And instead of realizing that it's not inequality, it's just different types of equality. Uh, women have their strengths, men have theirs. And... I think that while there, yes, perhaps in certain cases there were uh, differences or uh, inequalities within the genders in certain things. Yes, uh, largely though, over the last 20, 30 years at least, that's pretty much been taken care of in reality uh, for basic things as far as uh, options afforded by law and, and things like that. Mm -hmm especially in Western society. Um, really, the idea that men are expected to do certain things, yet they're not provided the opportunities to do those things. You know, you have more kids. Uh, you were talking about some guys don't have feel like they have friends or whatever. Why don't they have friends? Are they participating in team sports? Are they participating in an activity that gets them out and about versus gaming online? You know, you have kids that can sit there and say, oh, yeah, this is, you know, so-and-so uh, gaming online. But you ask them to go outside and throw a football or do whatever. They're not able to because, one, either dad's not around. If dad's not around, then, you know, who's going to go do that. They don't have anybody to go out and do something with. And then 
they're not playing a team sport. They don't have that opportunity. So then they're going to get stuck doing all that, uh, doing all the computer stuff and staying inside. Now, don't get me wrong. Computers are great. Video games can be fun. But about balancing that. And I don't think that the way things are presented as much these days, opportunities for young men to have positive experiences, uh, both with role models and their peers, and then also positive experiences with the options available to them for different events or activities. So that answer your question, I think. Yeah, absolutely. No, you gave me a lot to, to think further about uh, in, in that answer, too. Even your, your answer before then, same thing. I, I, I was kind of like, huh, how is it that we could create, you know, a woman saying, I, I want you to be vulnerable, but yet I don't want you to be vulnerable because that changes everything if I hear that answer. Or, you know, uh, men saying, I want to have these connections, but I'm not willing to leave my home to have them. You know, that's that's all kind of part of a, an equation and a larger conversation that I'm not quite sure how to get there. Now, you're a military guy. You have, I'm sure, heard the motto, no man left behind, right? Like you don't leave your brother in the trenches. And so I'm nope. curious, what can we do for men that are experiencing this type of loneliness? What's some actionable steps that we can take? And now you're a prep-minded guy, right? You think about your actionable steps what to do in a crisis and a disaster situation. Well, this is a crisis. We know that our brothers are hurting. We know that our brothers are feeling lonely in some way, shape or form that somebody's going to listen to the show and they're going to be like, Hey, I identify in that. No, I don't feel like I have somebody. So what can we do to combat that and try to help these individuals experience a little bit more uh, relation and love in their life? Well, First off, if there if somebody is out there listening, um, I don't presume that my words have a ton of uh, reach or anything, but I wish to uh, at least let them know that you're not alone and that there are other people that do have those uh, thoughts and feelings and that uh, at the very least, if you are struggling, reach out and uh, get some help, whether that be through the suicide uh, hotlines that are available, or if you're a veteran, reach out to your bros um, or your, well, also lady vets too. Um, reach out for people. People are there. Uh, I know uh, way too many um, people in the veteran circles that I run that have had a lot of, uh, a lot of, suicide and loss, uh, in the past few years. So, um, from my perspective, you gotta, you gotta reach out, you gotta uh, participate in things. There's a couple of veterans groups that I participate with, uh, just to reconnect with some of my, my buddies. And, uh, I find that beneficial, even if I don't see my buddies for very long, uh, or very often, I know I can reconnect uh, with people that are of at least like mind or at least like experiences. And I think that that is invaluable to letting you know that you are not alone in how, uh, how things go in life. You're not alone. 
you know, if you've been out there and you've done something in this world, besides staying in your apartment or home playing video games, you're not alone. So don't, that's the first thing I think is people need to realize that they're not. And if they are feeling alone, examine why they are. Are they shutting themselves off? Um, are they dealing with toxic people? You know, why are they feeling alone? And then try and address that. It's perfect. Very well stated. I, I, I don't have much else to add to any of that at this point in time. I think that that's great. Reach out. Uh, phone, a brother, a sister, somebody that you're thinking of. And I also think that if somebody comes up on your mind, that should be a, a very good intuition moment to check in with that individual. I, I, I can't stress that enough. You know, when people come up on my mind, I, I try to reach out and just be like, Hey, thinking of you, hope all's well, man. It's been a while. Um, and I can't exactly. tell you the number of times people are like, dude, I really needed that. So please check in with those people that you have not spoken to in a while. I think that's a great reminder for today's show. And maybe that's a, a step in the right direction moving forward. I think at bare minimum, just, just a, you know, it's so easy to send a text and talk in just a few, like just a few words, uh, especially if it's out of the blue to me, I can tell you, you know, you've, um, you know, I've been in the hospital a couple of times the past few years and, you know, you're sitting there by yourself, even if it's just a random text and nobody knows I'm in the hospital, just to know that you have somebody saying, Hey, what's you up to buddy? You know, it's like, okay, cool. Somebody actually gives a damn. Right. Cool. Uh, so that's, that's a, it's a big thing that one little message could mean um, a lot. And I think it actually, even if it doesn't mean a lot, to to send it uh, it certainly mean or i mean if, even if it means a lot to receive it or doesn't mean too much on the other person then believe it or not you'll feel better for it too just to send that message saying oh you know it was really good to connect with uh greg the other day cool you know um i think it's a very healthy thing to make sure that you touch base when those thoughts cross your mind well joe you're a good dude. I'm glad that you're in my life. Uh, glad that we can have these Likewise. type of conversations, bud. And, uh, you know, that that's a blessing to me and, uh, helps me not fall into the statistics of what everybody else, uh, seems to be dealing with right now. Uh, but hopefully by you and I having this conversation and modeling the conversation for others and being open and just talking through it, somebody will hear something from this conversation today and go, all right, that's actionable items. Maybe they reach out to somebody and they help that person that's in need, or if they need something themselves, they can reach out. Uh, as always, they can reach out to me directly at real Greg Bolden. Uh, find me on Twitter. You can email me, Greg at America You want to talk about something you heard on today's show or these topics throughout the course of the week. I'm always here for it. Uh, average Joe, I'm looking forward to getting you back when we do our prep video coming up. Uh, so, uh, w any ideas of some of the things that we could look forward to when we get together a uh, little, uh, little 15 second teaser. What are you thinking when it comes to showing people what prep looks like? Well, keeping it simple and, uh, basically building your skills before you sit there and worry about all the fancy gadgets. That's the, that's my approach to it. 
instead of everybody worrying about what, how much money they have and what they can, um, what they do or don't have as far as equipment and supplies, build your knowledge that can't be taken away from you. You know, your knowledge base and your ability to adapt and uh, overcome, I think is a huge thing. So that's where I kind of uh, start all of my uh, prep thought process as far as members of the public or just friends. Hey, this is where you should start. So I think your skill set and your ability to adapt to change and what's going on is where we need to start. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to that conversation and my listeners are going to be looking forward to it as well. Um, Joe, thanks for joining the show. Once again, it's been a pleasure having you here and having this conversation with you. As always, my friend, I appreciate you having me and, uh, you know, Thanks for putting me on the spot with some vulnerable questions. Uh, <laughs> you, you survived. <laughs> I survived. <laughs> but, uh, but thank you for having me. I appreciate it as always. And uh, look forward to doing some other um, episodes. Absolutely. We'll get you back on here. All right, everybody. We hope that we honored your time. Well, it's been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed this one. Uh, it was sincere and earnest, and we hope that you guys felt that too from your end. We'll be back tomorrow with yet another episode as I w- uh, wind up the week with my good friend, Chris Michaels. comes on every Friday where we talk about all the topics of the past week, and we talk about them in a way that will make you laugh, uh, make you have some insight. And really, we're not being overly serious when we do these shows, but we hope that you enjoy it. That's it. That's all. We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden, my special guest, Average Joe, here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.